Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I love Hoda Kotb so much. I've known her forever. She is a broadcast journalist, a television personality, and an author. Hoda joined NBC in 1998 as a correspondent, which has now led her in her role as a main co-anchor of NBC's Today Show and co-host of its entertainment-focused fourth hour. Hoda takes pride in being a mother to her two beautiful daughters. We're live from 30 Rock. This is Just Be with Hoda Copy. Let's get into it. So I'm very excited. Live for Hoda. Yay, let's get into it. Okay. Okay. Hoda, <laughs> yes. you're not doing the interviewing today. Are you sure? Yes. Well, I'm just, sure we're let I you want, relax. I want you to say something. Watch me because I'm good at switching it yeah. around. And you're decent. You have uh-huh. some experience. Uh-huh. Okay. So when did we first meet? How long ago did we meet? I think I did a segment with you. I think yeah. that's the first time. Is I that... think the very first time you were on the Today Show, was that when you and Martha Stewart were feuding or was it before that? Wow. That's a good... Was I... I why was I on when we were few? I don't. I just remember that you were the thing. You became the thing in the very beginning. I knew you were scared, which I, when I think of you now, I think of you as this ball of confidence, just like ruling the world. But I do remember when you were just coming into the Today Show, and I cannot remember the date, but I I do remember the feeling. It was like you wanted everything to be just right. I did have index cards, <laughs> yeah. and I came in, and I, we were doing a food segment about like your food personality. We yeah. went down that same swervy line we went down today, that yeah. weird like connected yeah. snake tables. Yes. So like, and let's move next to the next station. <laughs> but I'm trying to think about where Before. you were in your life now, because back then I thought of you in a similar way that I do now. Like you're mm-hmm. Hoda Copy, you're you know you're a big deal, and you've evolved so much in your career. So where that was, let's say that was like 15 years ago. I want to say because I didn't have we didn't have children. I didn't have Bryn. No. You came out to the Hamptons. I have yes. pictures of us. Yes. Paddle Navy boarding. Beach. Yes. yes. And we went on my beach and we had all these conversations and we listened to Bruno Mars. <gasps> it was when his one of his first albums came out and we were just fr- like free in a different way. I rem- I the feeling of no kids, no worries, no nothing. You don't even know that you're free. But I think I was always so fascinated by you and I think it was because I had never met anyone who was fearless. I don't think I'd ever spoken to anyone who, to me, felt fearless. And you always had this thing. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't know if that's confidence. I don't know what it is. But you were yourself. And I think as women and me personally, it takes so long to find your voice, to say what you want to say, to come out with it. You know? But why? Why do you think? I'm trying to think about I think I watch people turn themselves inside out 
to be mm-hmm. something that they're not, and it seems so much more exhausting. So why? Like I was watching the Mary Tyler Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw the documentary, mm-hmm. I'm sure, and yeah. you probably thought so much about Amazing. your own career and yeah. life and yeah. feminism. So why do you think women aren't just able to be themselves? Do you think they don't know who they are yet, or they're trying to be what everyone else wants them to be because of the construct? I think it is. Like innately, I was and. No longer, but I was a pleaser. Like, I yes. wanted to be liked. And I thought that made life so much easier. And to say something brave, to say, I don't like that, or to speak up, took, takes a lot of courage. And I sat quietly through most of my career and made much less than my co-anchor. Much less. Probably half, if that. And you knew that? And you knew and it? And there are times when I knew it. And what did you feel every day about it? What did you, or did you think that's just the way it was? That- I kind of thought it was the way it was, but I was all. I also tried really hard not to think about it because I think you would start resenting. You're like, but wait, I work longer hours. I do more, um, and I think it took me until I'm not kidding. Probably like ten years ago, ten years ago, to finally say, Uncle, like that's enough. I'm I'm going to get, I'm going to get what I deserve to get paid, but I think I always felt lucky to be in the room. Like, well, thank by the you. way, I was going to say that. Ha- Listen, I got uh, my first mm-hmm. season was seven thousand two hundred fifty dollars on the Housewives, but you wait. Wait, seven thousand was your first. Seven thousand two hundred fifty dollars for the first, first season. season, but I didn't care because I want. I good. Let me have the back end. Like in my mind, I'm saying. Don't you think that maybe you felt really lucky to be in the room and then you later thought you had leverage? Like you start to think like, I'm smart. I know when I can, when my call, when I have a good hand. It took me a long time to realize that because when you work with iconic people, you always feel less than, I think. Like I worked with Kathy Lee and that's like sitting next to a legend. Sorry. Right. Right. You can't even believe that you got the seat. The dynamic was set up in the beginning. It's the way it is with a parent. Like sometimes, yeah. or the, a parent or a teacher or somebody who, it's me and Martha Stewart, frankly. Yeah. If I, if I would have to fight the <laughs> urge to, to not, to feel like, to cower, but then to overcome it by somehow yeah. being stronger. And it's this whole dynamic. And dynamics are set up in our childhood. Well, yeah. And I think for, with Kath, and I remember this really well, I was hosting with um, Natalie Morales and Ann Curry. It was the three of us. That's how that hour started. And we were hosting together, and one day they were both out sick. And Amy Rosenblum and I were in a restaurant. We were at Michael's, and we walked by, and we're like, is that Kathy Lee Gifford at the table over there? Oh, my God, it's Kathy Lee. Amy was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to go over it. Let's go over. We love you, and we love you. And she was like, oh, thank you. And Amy goes, can you co-host? Are you free one day? And she said, I'm very busy. I don't know if I can. Amy just said, one day. And you didn't know her. I just I her. met her. I just watched her with Regis oh, like right, we right, all did. We're know, like, you, oh, no. Right. Okay. So the next, a week later, she came on the show. Her boobs were out. Her cleavage was out. She was running around. She had that big hair, and she was just delighting everybody. And I was mesmerized. I was like, who is this force of freaking nature? Really, the energy. She blew the place up so much so that the that the big guns from 30 Rock came over, all the execs, wow, Kathy Lou, you know, and all that. And a little while later, they were like, we want her to host. Oh, my God. And so they originally they said, okay, you'll host, uh, Kathy will host, and then we'll bring in somebody, we'll see who to host with. And she said, Kathy Lee said, after our one hosting uh, day, she said, if it's not Hoda, I'm not going to do it. Oh, that well, that's the beginning of some leverage there. So she also chose me. Mm-hmm. So when someone chooses you to, like she chose me, and I am like forever grateful. I still remember going out to her house, and he, and I was talking to Frank, her husband, Frank Gifford at the time, and I mean, and he said, I'm going to tell you how this is going to work, if this is going to work for you and my wife. And I said, okay, because I, I, I'm all ears. And he said. Um, you have to trust someone to catch you when you fall. And she's the most trustworthy person I've ever known in my life. Wow, that's so deep. And if you are like that at all, it will work. Wow. Because she'll catch you. And you know what? She did. Wow. Over and over again. And I think when you work with someone like that and all of a sudden you feel safe, like think about when you feel safe. I know that's so. Yeah. that is so. And, that is so. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful. Wow, yeah. wow. And mm-hmm. I see. 
I just see this. So I remember when we were sitting in the Hamptons mm-hmm. and you had been married prior mm-hmm. and you had been through health issues mm-hmm. and like, I don't want to say you were you were pleasing. You were very mm-hmm. pleasing. And I can now that I, we're deconstructing this mm-hmm. see that. Like I mm-hmm. remember you always, it seemed, you told me that Ann Curry told you one person at a time. I always remember that. Mm-hmm. Like that that you shake one hand at a time. You mm-hmm. connect with one person mm-hmm. at a time. And I've always seen you do yeah. that. Like I yeah. wish I had more of that because mm-hmm. I'm moving so quickly and you always stop mm-hmm. and connect. And it's mm-hmm. really, and I do believe you can build a whole career and life off of that. And but maybe back then, you were giving mm-hmm. more than you were even giving yourself. I do really remember that the energy about it. I remembered. I mean, I was, I when we knew each other. I was back then. I was sick with breast cancer, and I was going through, or had just been through, a divorce. And I remembered thinking because he wasn't there when I was sick, and that was very. It was just like piercing to yes. me. But I remembered in that moment thinking to myself like. I might, had I not gotten sick, I might have stayed with him and that would not have been the right decision to make because I think I saw myself as an optimist and I, I thought that was a good thing. Optimists make things work. Optimists get things done. Optimists will put a circle in a square Well, you'll until solve it fits. the problem, but you're not, yes. it's not about how you feel and what yes. you want. You're going to fix it. Yes. Yeah, I get that. I, really I can do it. That. I can yeah. do it. No, we're, I'm, I'm not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. No. It's like, right. dude... Some things don't work, and that doesn't make you not optimistic. Right. It just makes you realize something isn't right. Well, being I, happy works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being happy works, <laughs> and I think I see you – The you really, really have embraced parenthood. Like, you understand the gift that it mm-hmm. is. Like, that's when you really realize what love really is. I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. And then I think that you, like me – I wanted to sort of be saved by some man. You were going to meet some like mm-hmm. great guy who had everything going for you, for them and it was kind of going to complete you, like mm-hmm. Renee Zellweger. And I feel like motherhood really mm. did that for you. Like you don't feel the same quote unquote need to meet someone. Back then it might have been a need, now it's a want. Yeah, by the, that's that's exactly it. That's exactly it. I think um I think motherhood and you know, with Bryn, just what it feels like every day. I mean, my God. It's beyond. But I think when you realize that that wasn't meant for you, or you think that at least initially, it's a terrifying part of life because you have to face it. And I remembered never saying out loud that I wanted kids, never, because it was too late. So for girls who it's too late for, you don't say it. Mm -hmm. Because if you say it, you're expressing something that you're never going to get. It's like saying, I'm going to be an astronaut. It's like you're never, it's never going to happen. And I still remember this day like it was yesterday. I was walking through the Hamptons with my friend Jen. And she just casually said, well, we never wanted kids. And I stopped and I looked at her and I go, I actually did. And she goes, "You, you never said that. And I said, because it can't be. So I'm not, I'm just, I've just said it. And I couldn't believe I said it out loud. And all of a sudden, when you say something out loud. You put it into the universe. You put it out there. And then everywhere I looked, I saw a sign that it was possible. I saw an interview that Sandra Bullock did. She was like, oh, when I was, you know, 50, I decided I was going to, I was like, you can do that. Look at that. And then I saw this scene. This was a horrible scene. It was from like Syria or some war-torn area. And there was a little boy. And I still remember him. He was like dust covered. And he was all by himself. And I was like, maybe there's a kid who needs me. Like I thought that too. And I was like, I saw that kid and I was like, that child. You know, I don't know know, if it's possible. And, And then all of a sudden I just kept... Everything. It's like when you want to buy a red car and all you see are red cars. Right, it's like right. that's all I could see. And so. Well, then you kick in. Then you're good yes, at that. Now that, you can. Yes. Think, once you had a problem to solve, that's not the problem. Just accepting that accepting you wanted it. to do it. And I still remember the moment because I filled out all the paperwork and did all the stuff that you do. And then they're like, okay, maybe a year, maybe six months, maybe five years. Good luck. Bye bye. And I was sitting in my office where we just were. Um, and I, I remember like it was yesterday. I was sitting there and I was doing some phone call with some nutritionist about something and I just remember it was just you know babbling on and on and my phone beeped and I looked at it and it was a text and it was it said Ashley and Ashley was the lady from my adoption agency and she said if I ever text you you need to call me back I immediately right now. I saw her name I hung up the phone I took a yellow pad out 
I looked at the clock and I wrote 11.55. Oh my God. I said, this is the moment everything changes. I knew it. Oh my God. And so I took a deep breath, dialed the number. I go, I, I said, Ashley, and she goes, she said uh, two words to me. She said, she's here. I can't even believe it. I know. This. I was weeping, and I thought to myself, in that moment, she's here. I don't know what birth feels like, and I bet it was amazing, but this was really close, and well, I remember the feeling like like it was yesterday. Oh, <laughs> I love you. Oh, my God. I really feel you. Like, uh, my bones. I, because it was also a release for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was allowed. Uh-huh. Yeah. It you, was amazing. Oh my God. Anyway, so it came, it happened. Anyway, um, but that, but like to to understand that like, so it's sort of like, it reminded me like if you ever have a dream or whatever it is, maybe it's not for a kid, maybe it's for something else, but it's like whisper it even in the mirror by yourself. It doesn't matter where you do it to a friend, you know, somebody or, or nobody or to yourself, but once it's out, it's out. And I, and I can't even believe I'm sitting here now with a six-year-old and a four-year-old. I have two children who are my kids. I mean, I always said I wanted to be a teacher, but I think I really wanted to be a teacher because I wanted kids. Like I always said that. When I'm done at NBC, I'm gonna go be a teacher. And then I, one day I was like, I think being a teacher is amazing, but I think the need, it was a need to do that because I couldn't get close enough, you know? Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. 
Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it's Hoda Kotb from the Today Show. My podcast, Making Space, is full of conversations with spiritual leaders and teachers. People like Viola Davis, Winona Judd, Oprah Winfrey, Mel Robbins, and so many more. Hear how they found the strength to make changes in their lives and how you can do it too. All of them inspire me today. Listen to all three seasons of Making Space with Hoda Kotb. Available now. Just search Making Space wherever you're listening now. And you have a very, it's such a cliche thing to say, but you have a very normal life, Mm -hmm. ironically. You really do. Like you love going to Rehoboth and you want to be with your family and going on the boardwalk and people leave you alone, engage with you. But like you you found the balance is the biggest joke of a question. But I think if you're present in each area of your life, you can accomplish that. I think it's entirely possible. And and you're able to be so present here mm-hmm. and then present there yes. and do, do you you don't seem to feel the guilt do you no i don't and i'll tell you my mom worked so i don't i i mean she was a working mom so she went to work and i go to work and i tell my kids i love work and i love you so much more but i want them to find something they love but i think i what i do what i try to do is a real kind of be here now situation it's, yes all the time and i'm not always great at it but i really try because like yesterday, I mean, I, I had a horrible parenting day on Sunday. No one would go to sleep. I lost it. I lost it. It was not pretty. Right. I hated myself. I went to bed. You're the worst. You're the worst. You're the worst. And then the next day I woke up and I said, I wrote in my little journal, I was like, dear God, thank you for a brand new day, a day that will never come this way again, a redo, a chance for another try. And yet I couldn't shake it. You know when you just can't shake it? So I take the subway because I like the vibe. So I was on the subway and I had this weird epiphany and I was like, what if I was 80 years old and I was told, God said, you know what? You can come back for one day with your kids when they were little and this is the day. You get one day to relive what it was like when your kids were little and this is that day. So on the subway, my back got straighter. I was like, this is, I I, I imagined it. I was like, this is the day. I took a deep breath. I went to pick both kids up from school. Hopi was telling me all about her day and why she loves her meat sticks or whatever she was eating. I can't remember. And then we rode to Haley's school and I, Haley came running out. And I was like, this is, I get this day, day again. Yeah. And I think sometimes, I, you know, like all of us, we get all buried in, you know, minutiae and stuff. And stressful day at work means a stressful day at home. And it doesn't right, have to be. Right, when you're still be- little snappy, you're a little impatient. Like, yeah, and yeah. I hate to be like that. I and know. I feel like it's not me. And I want to get rid of that part of me because when you wait so long for something it's and you do and you and you have a bad day, it, it's a bummer. It's a real bummer. It is, but they're not made of glass. <laughs> Yeah. They're not made of glass. True, true. They're, you know what I mean. Yeah. You could, it's, and they, they see, they want to see flaws. You're not supposed to be perfect. You know what I mean. Yeah. You're not supposed to be perfect at all, in my opinion. Yeah. And I feel the same way. I think it's the presence because I've read a statistic about women in the '50s that spent. They say they spent less time with kids than working moms now because oh. it was r- smoking the cigarette, drinking the wine <laughs> in the kitchen, and let the kid run out free range parenting, running with the other chickens in the road. So like you didn't see until eight o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They didn't, you didn't Where do you get it, man? It's so bizarre. You're the funniest. <laughs> so uh, like they didn't. So we're right. So, we're spending more time, and we're obsessed but with everything being perfect, and we're gonna, you know. Do you and, think we're messing them up? Like I think about this sometimes. Do you want the red pen or the purple pen? Do you want the blueberry or the raspberry? Well, I'm not because I'm half a C. I'm not. I'm 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 like tough titty. Tough titty. Were you ever like that? Did uh, you ever say, Bryn, would you like an apple or a pear? No. No. <laughs> I wasn't. But I wanted to, I always want to get her what she wants and I want, I mean, she has a great life and I go, of course it but then there's the line and, w- and when it bends, it bends. If it breaks, I'll have, she knows and I'll look at her and she'll be like, oh no. Oh I no, you're And comes. now we're screwed. Yeah, I, I have a line. I am strict indulgent. There is a line and you cross it and everyone's Christmas is canceled. <laughs> everyone's going home. So, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, but I think that the being present thing was the key. Yeah. I was on, yeah. you always get the same dumb question yeah. about the balance. <laughs> and then one day I was like, oh, I'm here. And I like what you said. I yeah. love working. Yeah. And I love being a parent. Yeah. And if you're, 
torn in both, then yeah. you're really messed yeah, up. If you're, you're on the Today Show looking at your phone and worried, no, no, you or can't. with your kid in the bathtub and yeah. then pulled, <laughs> right, you got to be yeah. sort of. You got to be there. That is that is funny. So yeah, I didn't know you were such a strict parent. I'm scary. <laughs> you know what I mean? As you can imagine, not 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 like I'm strict, but it's a little. I'm a little scary. Like there's a line, and we're all happy, and everyone's having a good time. But when we cross that line, no, thank you. That was unacceptable. Like I, there's but a line. I do think when you think about some, I'm not generalizing, but I do think some kids who were raised with the red pen, blue pen, purple, you want a purple crayon, and then you get into the workforce. You mean like everybody gets a medal? <laughs> yeah, I'm not that parent. Well, it, what, I think when those kids get into the workforce, it's hard because they're used to having choices and things. I feel like us were raised kind of more with- Animals? Yeah. yeah. Wolves? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, because so, I said so. The There's tough, no- The tough no, ship right. program. I mean, I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to yell or stomp up the stairs. I right. screamed into a pillow for years when I was a kid. You just couldn't let it out. It was like, stuff it down. Now, that wasn't a great way to grow to, no, to grow No, you don't up. want to live in fear. However, I know. my daughter doesn't how, really live in fear. I'll, but so. however, you can navigate the world and you can go to therapy as a grown-up. But I think the kids who have a million choices, sometimes I wonder if your job is to prepare them for adulthood and get them ready. So for rejection and for no, you don't always get it. You actually you're not going to get it. You're no, probably, well, that's why so many yeah. Harvard graduates don't yeah. find the great jobs because yes. they were told their whole life, you're brilliant, you're, you're smart, brilliant. you go to Harvard, it's amazing, yeah. everyone's parents are impressed, and then they get out and like life is tough no matter what school. You yeah, went yeah, to. yeah. If you didn't go, if you went, so right. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm like mm-hmm. she would, you know, mommy, I'm not good at the sport or something, and I'll set her up to succeed. But if she's not practicing a lot or if she's not doing well, yeah. I'll say like, this person's great. Like they are. Like you're great yeah. at something. You're not gonna be great at everything. Yeah. And you listen, you're not gonna be. You might not be an NBA player. You should practice, feel good about yourself, build right. yourself up, set yourself to succeed. But it's okay. You're not, yeah. and not everybody wins a medal. Yeah, and not everyone hits a yes. home run. And no. I think it's yeah, great good. to let them. Yeah, no, no, totally important. And it's sometimes it is the tough shit program. You know, I'm very <laughs> indulgent. Yeah, but I think you're right with what you're saying. It's mm-hmm. what you're saying is it's hard to raise a child when you've kind of paved the way for them a little bit financially mm-hmm. and the way that you travel and the things that you just naturally do. We get to do things that other kids and parents don't get to do. If it could mm-hmm. be meeting Santa Claus without having to sit on the line or whatever mm-hmm. the thing is. Mm-hmm. And I often think about that. Like she right. doesn't have the same struggles. Right. And yet she's also not a nervous wreck half the time Good. like I am. Yeah. She's more free. So yeah. I think it goes both ways. You have to balance that, I think. Yeah. Um. So... Are you still as driven with work? Like what now? Because for me, I'm, I don't want to say the back nine, that's depressing. (laughs) But, you know, I think about, I feel sometimes retired. Like sometimes I don't have to do anything if I don't want. Mm -hmm. Most, a lot of times. Mm -hmm. I do things because I want to, but Mm -hmm. most of the time I don't really have to. And you work in a corporate environment. Mm -hmm. You have gone all the way up Mm -hmm. the chain Mm -hmm. and you still have you know, people to answer to and laws mm-hmm. to, to abide by in, in, in the workplace. Right. And you have to play the game. Yeah, You're you still playing play the corporate it. game. And you have a lot of freedom. So how do you stay motivated, mm-hmm. A, to be here? And what does it all mean? Because as we get older, I think you're thinking, what am I doing? What is this? Why, what are we, why are we here? Why are we working? Why are we not working? What should we be doing? Is this purposeful? I do think, I do think we all start to question, like, our purpose. Like, why? Because you're, you're here for a reason. I mean, and that's important. Right. And sometimes I think... I, I'm on the mark and sometimes I think I'm missing it. I think that made my, the thing that made my career interesting and makes it interesting here is I don't think I've ever had the same job for, for that long a period of time. I mean, long in regular people's, but not in this world. So I worked at Dateline for 10, 11 years or whatever it was. That was a whole career in Dateline. Then I got the job with Kath. So I worked with Kathy Lee on the 10 for and that was risky. That was that was that, ri- like now we can think it's all fun and games, but that was risky. You, that's not a, no- a normal transition. Well, what was weird was first of all she chose me, and secondly, as you know, what I'd spent my whole career doing hard news. Like I was in Afghanistan, and I went to all to Iraq when this when Saddam Hussein's statue fell, and I was in all the places, and we were in the West Bank and Gaza, and they were shooting all over. Like all that stuff I was doing. And then all of a sudden, I was going to like this laughing and scratching All of a sudden, thing. you were doing rosé all day. <laughs> exactly. Like from Afghanistan to rosé all day. Right? And, and I wasn't 
sure, like, when you do all that work pregame, is that the right path? Because you don't know. But one thing I did know was when I sat with Kathy Lee, I was happy. And when I was in those scary places, I was putting a circle in a square. I was trying to be a war correspondent. I was trying to be the person who interviewed all these, you know, different kinds of people. I tried to sit across from people in Rikers Island who had, you know, killed their whoever and interviewed them. But deep down, I don't, that was not hitting for me. I could do it and I enjoyed human nature and why some of You were good at it, but it yeah. might not be good for you. Yeah. You also yeah. probably, it was probably a little trapping. I mean, the story you just told, mm-hmm. I think you're a messenger. Mm-hmm. The story you told before about... Mm-hmm. It just will inspire so many people mm. about doing something that they thought didn't apply to them or that they couldn't do. And mm-hmm. every day, you're, mm-hmm. you always have some pearl of wisdom or some message. You're a very, very strong messenger. And I feel like maybe reporting news with facts and mm-hmm. details can probably be constricting and yeah. it's so serious yes. that you have a whole other part of you. It's not an easy transition to make because you probably thought, Am I going to be taken seriously? I tried to go in the other direction. Mm-hmm. I've tried to be the person on train wreck television and then rinse with your <laughs> technique that you taught us on television, yeah. soap and water to wash dishes. <laughs> so I tried to then rinse my own career and be taken seriously with business. And, you know, and it's not that easy. A, that's different. It's hard. That's, it's hard both ways. Yeah, you tried to fuck it's it hard. all up. <laughs> You tried to fuck up a whole wet dream is what you tried to do. You were like, I have a very serious career. I'm taking it serious. I'm doing hard news. Or I could sit down and do cheese and wine with Kathy. For two. That, was, that was a big And then you know what I did? I realized that when you're happy, everything in life is better. And all of a sudden, I felt like I'd been swimming upstream my whole life, and suddenly I was riding a wave. And I didn't even know what riding away felt like. I thought life was always swimming upstream. I thought it was supposed to be a struggle. I thought I was supposed to have knots in my stomach. I thought I was supposed to be scared, am I going to do it? I thought I was always supposed to feel that way because when you do something that's meaningful, it must be hard. Well, that's not true. Right. No, that's not true. And also, I feel like this place, Mm because we're here at NBC, I think this place has allowed you to be a Swiss Army knife. Like, they need you to report on something very seriously. Mm -hmm. You're here. You can do it. Like, you have every single, you can do a cooking segment. You could talk to Jenna. You could talk about serious Mm -hmm. medical issues. Talk about, I mean, that's like, you've been an amazing asset, and they've allowed you to To do that. That's pretty unique. But I think because my career kept changing, so then after um, Kathy Lee, that was when everything happened here with Matt. Then I ended up doing Anchoring with Savannah. And that's been a whole new, I think we've been five years. Is that right? So that's only been a chapter. That's been five. So when you think about it, each chapter has been different. And I think that's why it's still, it's always been fun for me. It's felt like you're on a new show. Yeah. It's like, oh, what's this show? Oh, because being, you know, being on the seven is a whole different ball game. And it has its heavy stuff because you're setting the tone for the day. But you get to, you know, all the A-listers love to be on the eight. And it's fun to sit with them. And you you get a good mix. And Jenna and I, it's a much looser vibe and a whole just to hang. So that's different. So I think, I think it's felt that way. But I do... I do want to make sure that in my life, like, I feel like there's a really good saying, if you have a little, give a little, and if you have a lot, give a lot. Like, you have to, you have to walk the walk. And it's not, you know, the idea of having something big or having something more is not appealing to me at all. I don't want anything more than what I have. I love that. Nobody yeah. has anything that you want. Yeah. That's how I feel exactly. Yeah. I feel exactly. You, it's what you're, you're doing what you want or what feels additive. Yeah. But like you, that's I exactly I like it. How. Right. And I don't, it's like that analogy of, you know how some people, like I was, there's this story of a little kid who's running down the street and he's having so much fun. He's on the sidewalk and he's running and he's like, this is the best. Look how fast I'm running. And he looks over at the sidewalk on the other side of the street and there's another kid running and all of a sudden he realizes they're kind of racing and he's like, oh, I gotta keep. And then all of a sudden it went from this blissful, beautiful um, moment to now this kid's faster. So he hangs, he stops and he hangs his head. I'm slow. I'm no good. Run your race. Like stop right. looking at the kid on the other side of the sidewalk. And I feel that way about life. It's like you walk into Howard Stern's house and it's so fancy and you say, oh God, uh, why don't I have Italian marble? No, like that's not it. Like, I know. And, and then what? Like, you're insatiable. You'll have your whole life going, do they have copper piping at their house? But it's great to not have that. You just not want Who it. Who cares? I'm, I know, I know. Who cares? I don't, people I care deeply. People, why? 
because it's the scoreboard and it's cra- that's what but by the way that's what all that's what that's what these shows are like it's called it does i just said it today it doesn't matter if you actually have money it just matters if you look like it and these are scorecards and and you've longed for being a mother and been through medical yeah. Yeah. challenges and yeah. i think you just have a different perspective yeah. and that's not you yeah. realize that it's fool's gold i don't care there's no there there no it's never you're never gonna get there yeah no, I, it's like the itch you can't scratch I enjoy know. like life is gonna be yes. like that and they always say like the happiest people are the people who make enough money to pay their bills and go on two vacations a year if you make less it's horrible and miserable and if you make more you're always preoccupied with some BS. I still remember we got some weird AC thing in our apartment and it was like on the phone and so it wasn't working. So what happened for 45 minutes? Why isn't the thing working on the wall from my phone thing? Why did I even have that? Right. Stop getting things that are making you spend more time taking care of those uh, yes, things. Yes. It's yes. like have less. It's owning you. Yes, that's what I feel like. It's sometimes some things are dinky, small like that and some things are big. You know, it's like someone complaining they got a brand new car. Can you believe what happened to my car? It's like don't tell me. Right. I don't care about your flat tire. Right, right, okay? right. Yes, yes. I, I really, really do get <laughs> yeah. it. Because I feel like, I still, do you remember what it was like to be really broke, like yeah. nervous? Yeah. It's yes. not that far away. It's not yes. that, it's not that yes. far away. Yes, I remember. And I can't even believe, I remember when I couldn't take a taxi from uptown to downtown. Mm. Like I was the one always walking and it was like my great fitness because <laughs> I'd be doing the 20 blocks a mile. And at night it was didn't feel as safe to be taking the, the train. So I'd try to walk or go to dinner early. And sometimes you'd have to take a taxi. And it was 62nd Street to get down to West Broadway. It was oh. like $26. Oh, and I tell you, that was like, there was no way. You were just doing it on your credit card. You'd, I'd always get insufficient funds. And then it's like a domino effect. Then you get the other funds and then you bounce all the checks and begging on the phone and mad at that person for not giving you a refund. Mm-hmm. on the And I, if you have that feeling inside... I have. I will always have a little noise about it. Like I still can't believe that's the only thing I have imposter syndrome about. Mm. I can't believe I could. Pay, what do you, I don't get? I get to. I want to do that, so I get to do that. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? I want to eat that, so I get to. Eat like that. I get mm-hmm. to go today to seven cookie places mm-hmm. and like do a cookie crawl and, and like I can afford to buy the chocolate chip cookies. I know it sounds crazy. It's not the no. big stuff. It's not the house. I can't believe I could buy like a bunch of chocolate <laughs> chip cookies for everybody today. Like it sounds ridiculous, but that's because it's not that long ago, and I like that I have that because it does make you realize. Yes. The value. And it also yeah. makes you a good tipper. Yeah. Because you know. Oh, you've got a tip. Because you know that that person, that, that money. Yeah. The $10 on the $10 cookie thing yeah. today, like meant. Everything. Everything to them. I remember so, I used to work at Ponderosa and I still remember you'd, you'd work your tail off and they'd get, and some people wouldn't tip at all. And you were like, I cannot believe this. Tip, man. I mean, that's one of my big, big, big pet peeves. Big thing. Yeah. That, that, that tells you everything about a person. I know. It's not fair that it's like a lottery. Yeah. That it's like a lottery. They get, yeah. get a good or a bad tip yeah. or a kid. Yeah. No, I'll tell you later. I, I have a whole idea for an app for that because I thought there has to be a way. Who cares? No, I, I do. It's another idea okay. that you're going to have. It's going to. No, yeah. We need, I need more ideas. It's, a, it's 100% positive. <laughs> so do you worry about. Are you vain? I've never really thought. No. Yeah, you're not vain. No. We're, very, we're actually interesting. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. You're the same. You don't care. I really no. well clearly. Remember today when you showed up in your pajamas, but you know what I love? You roll up the thirty rock in your slippers. There's like eight thousand paparazzi outside, and you just rolling hot. You know what? And and it's it's everything what's, you post. You don't care. What is it? Because well, let's pretend I do. What's happening? What's going to happen? <laughs> what happens? I look the best. Then am I getting a prize? Am I getting another cookie? I want to understand. If I look perfect, what's going to fucking happen? I don't understand. If I don't look perfect, there's no bar. This is the bottom. You can't expect, like, well, I don't understand. What is going to happen? Nothing's going to happen. But why are people upset? What's, you're talking about the money. Why are people upset? Why is everybody a filter? Why? I don't know. But what are we doing? We know. Or we don't know. I don't know. But you look like a clown and you look perfect. I acknowledge it. What do we do now? What happens next? You're perfect. I don't get it. Just tell me, Hody. You're Nothing smart. Happens. I want to know. What happens if I walk in today and look perfect? Do I get... Are you guys going to pay me to come next time? What's going to happen? No, we'll never pay Are people going to like me more? I don't know. So I don't oh know what's going to happen. Oh, my God. That makes me laugh. It is so just, true. So, so that's the only thing. I'm a path of least resistance kind of gal. I think it's funny. But you always know, like, I, there was, I was somewhere out and my collar was flipped in, which is... I can't even believe it was even, you know, functioning. But there was a lady who was like, uh, your, 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 call, your caller. I was like, what? 
what, what, what happened? Your collar, it's it flipped em- backwards. I'm sorry, it was an emergency. And I was like, oh, but, but it does show you that I think there is something about how you present yourself that people think matters. I don't, well, I that you really, care. that you care. You care, like, and I, yeah, I you care. you do care. You yes, care. if yeah. I make an effort, yeah. I'd like the yeah. painting to come out nice because that <laughs> often happens too for me. Like I'll do make an effort and then something's wrong and I'm yeah. like, I came all yeah. this way. Yeah. I have a, I yeah. do have a struggle with all that because I yeah. was, when I used to live on 62nd Street yeah. and I wasn't known, yeah. I used to go to Starbucks in my cow pajamas because... And like pimple medicine, I don't. Who none cares? of these people know who. Who cares? I have you a didn't pimple care, and no I'm in ma- pajamas. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't understand what was. What's the difference? So what? I'm a person. I have pajamas and I want coffee. <laughs> these are things that are happening at the same time. Why get dressed up, put the eyelashes on to go to Star Wars? I don't understand. I've never understood. So that's. The, so yeah. we're both not vain. That's good. So we're both not I vain. I like that. And no, but where are you with age? Because mm. age is a different yeah. thing that we think about. With health and being there for your yeah. kids and that's kids. anxiety. You yeah. must have that anxiety. I do have it sometimes. Um, but my dad uh, died when he was 54, 54, 55. Um, his birthday, in fact, was May 29th. It just passed. And so he passed away then. Now, I always think that the foundation he laid down was good for me. It helped me in my life. And sometimes I do the math. I look at my mom, who's 86, and I think to myself, okay, what's the difference here between me and her? I do it too. That's 30. Yes. It's almost 30. Okay. Okay, that's kind of good. So let's see. 30 years. Okay, so I add 30 to Haley, and I add 30 to Hope. And I think to myself, won't that be spectacular? Yes. I can, I can do that. Yes. Wouldn't that be amazing? Like, do I get to see them get married? Maybe. That would be really good. Or do I get to see them have a child? Maybe. But that would be really good. Yeah. Like, I think about it, but I don't think about it on the end of, oh, no, I won't be able to You don't, you place a yes about it. No, yeah, no, no. I would be delighted if all those things were possible. And um, I think that that could, that would be special. And I think it happened in the shower. I literally wrote on the glass my mom's age minus my age. And I looked at the number and I was like. Because that's, that's literal. You can, and what if you tangible. get, and what if you, what if you get that, that many years? Yeah. That's, that's more than I got with my dad. That's, I think about you know, that too. I yeah, do think about do? that in the bath with Brynn and I'm like, don't want her to know mm-hmm. how to add. I mean, she's in, she, I think she knows how. She's, <laughs> she's 13. 13. I think she can add those numbers, but I like hope she doesn't. I like scramble it up. Does she ask talking. you about your age and she, all that she, stuff? She makes a connection. I watch her make the connection yeah. and then I watch her get distracted because it's anxiety for her. Yeah. To, we're very close. It so, really does get so much nicer. I mean, it's, it just it? keeps getting better. It's so beautiful. They become... And people would say you're not you're, you're you're not their best friend. I, I am. She we're best friends, and I'm also a her strict mother. indulgent yeah. parent. But yeah, we definitely definitely are. Really, really do talk to her. I will say one thing. Hmm. I noticed that in talking to you about being present, we could be talking, and she could come home, and we could talk. If we're really really quiet and go out to dinner or something, and there's no there are no phones involved she'll really tell me everything. Mm. It's it's very different. Or laying in TV, it's got to be very relaxed. It's never um, when you want them to talk or when you're sitting down to talk because you're trying to be a proactive parent. No, no, and it doesn't work. It really just like comes in when no- nothing's going on. They'll just say, this made me feel really bad when this happened or I'm having a trouble with this person. And a lot of crazy stuff does happen at school and they yeah. don't even realize it's happening. They yeah. know it, but they're stifling because they're not in touch with their emotions. Mm-hmm. So I would say the only thing that I really, really have learned is that you have to really be quiet no devices and just like allow the wine to breathe because everything comes out snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over six million active hourly workers snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? 
Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your device uh, rule? Like, what do you have when it comes with to her? Mm-hmm. I she's not she's an artist. Mm-hmm. She's not that into it. Sometimes okay. she'll just do it if we're in the car and yeah. I'll see her. If it's after a certain period of time where it feels like you're eating Cheetos just yeah. to eat them, you're yeah. binging Cheetos <laughs> like you're not even enjoying them anymore. Just like downing the back. I'll be like, it's no off, yeah, yeah. off, yeah. But she's not. That's she's not, not that kid. No, she's not at tables with it, or she never was. Because when she was really little, I was not about the TV. I tried. I woke up like with the toothpicks and the eyeballs, and was like, oh god, I gotta be that parent. But yeah, I'm, I think it's really. I do think it's toxic. It's toxic for us. I know. It's terrible. I, I think know. it's gross. I, yeah, we were talking about a lot of people are doing that. Wait till eighth, or wait till ninth grade, or wait till high school to get a phone. And some people are doing the. Why don't we just all give the kids flip phones just so they have a way to communicate, but they are it's not. It's hard. I have not, I'm I not, I can't say that I'm good or I'm winning any awards at that, yeah. but she's not that into yeah, it. That's good. I have a, it's my own relationship with it that's toxic. Same. You, Same it's with like me. gross. I yeah. think it's gross yeah. and I'm gross and I want to <laughs> beat myself up about I'm gross. It just makes me, it's gross. The whole thing, it changed. It's gross. Um, all right. So the last, yeah. well, not the last question. Yeah. I could stay here with you forever, but you have to live a life. Mm-hmm. Um, is so, mm-hmm. had, what do you think about your work dynamic? Like, do you think, do you think about your age and people mm. that are coming up underneath you? Are you? That's a good do you question. still have that competitive thought, or like, oh, are they more interesting? Or do you think about that? Um, I weirdly in my career, I don't. That's not been my thing. Like, I was always the one who, like, the little engine that could. Like, I was going to outwork you. I might not be as bright or as pretty or as smart or all those things, but I'll I'll still be here. I'll be the one because I, when I played high school basketball, I would. Until the buzzer sounded, I believed we could win. I used to, I used to cry after games because I would give every single ounce. And I'm a believer; like miracles happen. I watched right. it. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I hit the foul shot when no one thought I would would do it. So I believe that I can, I can make it, and I can make something happen. But the weird thing about our industry, our industry is, so it's true. like it's look at the women driving the buses. Well, because man. young women need someone to inspire them yeah. I think more than ever now yeah. there's so much going on and you can you know I it's funny that you say that because 
I've found this crazy thing that you, we keep joking about the TikTok thing. This for, it's for baby. They're children, <laughs> but they need a wacky, crazy aunt. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like you can find your place in this whole thing. Yes, you're, yes, you're, yes. You're covering Afghanistan. <laughs> I'm the wacky, crazy aunt coming in pajamas. But we all have our place in society. No, you know what I'm saying? Though yes. I do like that. It makes you feel free, and you, you just don't care anymore. It's I don't, like, and I also feel like there's a freedom that has come to me, not just professionally but personally. And I think finding your purpose and being able to say out loud things that you were scared to say out loud when you were younger and to realize like you get one go at it, man. It's going to be when you said you're in the box, like you get one ride around the sun. Like, do you? I agree. And I feel like it's time to be purposeful also in, you know. In the charity part of life, and in the you kid have a part big, of life, you have other I got a big, big, a big which I'm going to come back coming. and share it with you. you. I know we're not going to talk about it now, but okay. the last thing is: Will yeah. you do you care? How do I say this properly? Do you? Is it important to you to be in a relationship with a mm. with a man now? Like, is it is it just if it happens, it's additive, or do you proactively put it out there because you want it in the universe, or not right now? Um, sometimes I have a vision, um, which is. And I picture this road that I'm on and it's lush and beautiful and it's filled with like streams and mountains and pretty everything. You know, it's like, you know, like sometimes you're on a craggy road with potholes and it's kind of dusty and you're like, I don't want to go down this Mm -hmm. way. I want to go back. And when you're on the right road, you feel it. You're like, oh, this is good. I picture my kids and sometimes I have a vision of a man walking with us. Like, and I kind of like the other day I I saw it and it was clear and this was the road that I imagine my life like you know when you're living your life right right this is your road like I'm on it right now I know I'm on the road and sometimes I can see it and sometimes I can't but I'm you know well like have I gone on a, on a couple of dates sure but you're I have. open I'm open you're open of course because look your heart's ability to expand is beyond measure and why limit it because that one was this one or that didn't work it doesn't like you're I just feel like there's so much in there it is it's immeasurable you could have another kid. You could have another puppy. You could have another, you know, like there's room for more. So I do keep it open. And you're allowing for either. Like yeah. either is either yeah. is yeah. interesting. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love you so I love much. you. Oh my love God. Love you, Bethany. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back. And this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.